So the crazy thing about it is this. He said it was sweat and rosin. He swore by his kids it was that. Comes back out, gets a new glove. They say, no, it doesn't fly. They then toss him. Now, it's interesting because Polino's the one that made the statement, but now there have been three of these ejections with the sticky stuff. And the interesting part of it is, is that Phil Cuzzy is the one that has ejected all three of those players. So that's the interesting thing, that all three of those players have been ejected by the same umpire. I'm not sticking up. I'm not being biased. But the thing of it is, is this. Now, the rule states, if Max Scherzer were to appeal the suspension, which he took that away, he will not appeal it. Here's the deal. The Mets, if Scherzer cannot win his appeal, the Mets are not allowed to call a player up to the major league roster. Therefore, he is gone for 10 days. He's cost himself about $2.3 million, if I'm not mistaken. He's out for 10 days and trying to figure out what to do with their pitching staff. Now, they're still winning games. They're 13-7. and seven. They won again last night against the Giants. They're 6-1 and one on this West Coast road trip. They swept the A's. They won 2-3 out of three against the Dodgers. And they won the first game against the Giants or Mets West, as we like to call them, having Wilmer Flores, Michael Conforto, and J.D. Davis all in that same lineup, which is just wild that all three of them are in that same team. Now, here's the thing. If it was sweat and rosin, Apparently, the rule states you need to only have, I think, you're allowed to have a certain amount of rosin. But also, the rule states if you're using rosin, you're only allowed to use the rosin while on the mound. Now, Scherzer made a statement yesterday saying he dropped the appeal because he thought when he was going to go to an arbitrator, it was going to be a mutual arbitrator that wasn't going to be any favoritism towards anything. It turns out it was going to be an MLB arbitrator. Therefore, he knew he was going to lose the case. Look, Domingo Herman had the same issue earlier in the year. They didn't toss him. They gave him a warning. I'm just trying to figure out because he used alcohol instead of water for his hands because the thing is with alcohol, when you use that to wash your hands, it basically takes off the rosin and it doesn't leave any sort of moisture or anything like that left from the rosin. It gets rid of it. But the alcohol, of course, makes your hands sticky. If that is the case, then, of course, Scherzer has a right to be kicked out. Now, here's the reality of it. With the way the New York Mets are right now with their pitching staff, they can't afford to lose Scherzer for the next 10 days. They're losing him for two starts. Verlander's out. Carrasco's got an elbow issue. Peterson can't pitch at all lately. Senga hasn't looked great lately. They got Joey Lucchese pitching tonight. The Mets starting pitching is a mess, but yet... Here they are, still winning games. That's the impressive thing. They're 13-7. I had them at speedy remembrance. I believe when we did our predictions a couple weeks ago, I had them, I believe, at around 85 wins and a wild card spot. They're 13-7 now. So we'll see what happens in regards to how this is handled. I think MLB needs to figure out what is allowed and what's not. Because here's the truth. If it feels sticky... But if it is sweat and rosin, you, you can't toss a player out because it's a legal sub, it's a legal substance you're using. It's not spider tack or any of that. You can't just toss a player out because he said, "Oh, the hands felt sticky. It was the stickiest it ever felt." Which, by the way, when you hear that statement, it sounds absolutely gross. It was the stickiest hand I ever felt. 
I was just laughing my tail off when I heard that statement. But the reality is this. MLB needs to figure out how to fix this rule. Because if it was sweat and rosin, then Scherzer should not have been tossed. It's that simple. He shouldn't have been tossed. He even got a new glove and everything, and they still said no. Now, maybe it was also because Scherzer was maybe arguing. I mean, I just feel like when you swear on your kids' lives, I think you've got to take that into account. But the reality is this. The Mets need to figure out what is it with what you can use and what you can't. Because, again, he's using rosin. It's 100 degrees out that day in L.A. What do you want him to do? They make the statement that MLB's got to find a way to figure this out fast and quick because Phil Cuzzy's the only one that's ejected everybody. He's ejected all three pitchers that have been tossed. It's only been him. So it's no coincidence. We'll see how MLB goes about this. Clearly, the suspension's being handed down. We'll see how Scherzer does in this next start, if that makes any difference. In regards to Aaron Rodgers, I'm getting so sick and tired of talking about this. We heard the noise about the 49ers are now stepping in. Blah, 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 blah. Look, I think it's still going to be the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers is trying to recruit Calais Campbell, saying come to the Jets, clearly he's all in on the Jets and everything like that. All right, Kenny, you are on. Hey, guys. What's I up, Ken? I didn't know Ken? the situation too much, but the Mets definitely should not have just tossed that guy out each time. They should have checked it out and said, okay, it's rosin, sweat. Okay, this, we don't know if this is illegal. Play today, we'll check it out. I would have done that. So, basically, I'm trying, to, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what, in regards to Kenny, he's saying that Scherzer should not have been tossed. What he used was a legal substance. That's essentially what it is. And that he should not have been ejected from the game. Right, Ken? Yeah. I mean, give the guy a break. Investigate the next by the next game and then see if it's illegal or not, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the point of this. I think that's where, and Kenny and I agree on this, and I, I know, Speedy, you talked about this on Arrow Show, too, the other day. He talked about it as well. If MLB needs to find a middle ground of what is illegal and what's not. Just because the hand is sticky, that does not mean somebody's using an illegal substance. That's not the case. Right. You know, I think that uh, that's something that needs to be fixed, and MLB just doesn't know how to figure it out. There's a lot they don't know how to figure out right now. I would just say this is my new favorite show. Sometimes Mr. Marks rants. Get a little <laughs> Ang- angry. They're a little angry. <laughs> yeah, and a little like, okay, yeah. <laughs> but that he's the boss. You can't really, okay, you want to rant, go ahead. No, but now, first off, I got to ask Kenny, Kenny, how did you celebrate 420 yesterday? Uh, I hung out with two friends and one friend. You really, it's kind of like you smoke, smoke, smoke. It's a little intense. <laughs> I can handle that maybe once a month or every couple months. <laughs> I'm trying to have a few straight days here or there, right? Oh, I, told I can hang out with you anytime sober. Anytime. Let me, t- yeah. let me tell you something. I got to get in a room. I got to get Kenny. And I got to get back I, on I my show. I haven't done room. for like two weeks, so I got to do no matter how bad I'm feeling this week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a fever or anything, I'm not sick now, so I'm no, good No, that's a it. good thing. Kenny, is there anything else you want to discuss before we let you go and we go to break before we let Speedy in? What? 
uh, how about like I heard on the show recently, mm-hmm. the Yankees got like nearly 15 injuries. Jesus. Yeah. So the issue with the Too Yankees many. right now is yep, and it's all a lot of it's hamstring issues, Ken. It's a what? lot of it's a lot of hamstring issues, like with Stanton. Oh, jeez. With 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 uh, with Donaldson, uh, Rodon's got his back issue still. Severino's still hurt. Who else, Speedy? Are we missing anybody else that's hurt still? I think they have three, a couple of relievers hurt, too. A couple of relievers are hurt. Yeah. You know, I can hear you better than him, Speedy. Yeah, I know. We're, get, we're getting that fixed, Ken. But, Kenny, we're going to have to let you go now because we're going to go. I'm looking at the screen so I can see the words if I can't totally hear you. Okay. Well, we're going to get that fixed uh, in the next week or so. We're going to get that fixed for sure. But, Ken, well, you know, words up. on the screen, pretty good. Yeah. Good enough for now. <laughs> Kenny, what time is your show on Sunday? Uh, noon. Always noon. Love it. Like, I haven't even done the YouTube for almost a month, so I got to do that tonight. Yeah. Okay. All right, Kenny. You been chasing any geese anytime show? soon, Kenny? Oh, God. No, I don't want to get uh, my channel banned again. No thanks. <laughs> True, maybe I'll do it on TikTok, but you never know. They might do a thing, too. So, They're not yeah. going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. TikTok doesn't do anything. Tomorrow. All right. Thank you for having me call. All right. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it, man. Kenny, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great show, show. The rest. I'll thanks, be Ken. Kenny with a great call. He has his great show every single Sunday at noon right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. When we come back, Speedy Petey's going to be joining us. And, oh, by the way, I didn't let Speedy know this. I have a little surprise for him, and it involves the weekend crunch this weekend because there is a single, a certain person that is going to be joining the show this weekend. Touch all that right when we come back here at Game On on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Game On! Game On! We're, we're back! back. I'm you're listening to Game On with Josh Silverberg. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back right here on Game On, live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Thank you so much to the fans for tuning into the show this week. And we need to bring in a special guest, of course. He joins us every now and then. Mr. Producer, Mr. All Around. That would be, he's got his Nick hat on tonight. He's feeling it. He's ready. He's psyched. He's ready to go. I wonder what he did on 420. Probably nothing. He probably didn't smoke. No, that I would did be not. I, I did not smoke, but that's why I had to figure out if Kenny did. And you uh, had... I, Kenny might have been smoking before he even called up the show, possibly. Oh, Maybe yeah. Know. Hey, who knows what Kenny is hiding at this rate. But, uh, I love Kenny. He's funny, man. Between, between, Ke- so funny. between Kenny and Chaz, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, 420 between uh, the, the, the Wake and Bake and uh, Mr. Kenny, who loves to smoke <clears> the wax. <throat> well, that's a fact. Well, I... I wanted to share the news with you, Speedy, because you didn't know this. I'm actually going to be joining the Weekend Crunch mm-hmm. this weekend. All righty. Yes. All so I am going to be joining the show. Talk Mets, talk Yankees, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, Knicks, Nets, Jets, Giants. All that's probably going to get involved in the conversation. The Devils are playing? I hadn't noticed. Oh, God. Here we go. See, he's already doing it. That's it. He's starting. We didn't even get to the hockey yet, and he's already starting. There he goes. There he goes. I'm not a Devils the, fan. No, 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 no. I know what you're getting because I made the stupid prediction I made on Friday last week. So, you know, now I got to look like a, like an idiot and everything like that. You know, the Devils really uh, – but we'll get to hockey in a little while. 
Really quick, did you see the Drew Smiley thing that happened? Drew Smiley? Got broken up? No, I didn't I didn't see that. Oh, his no-hitter got broken up in the eighth inning by a little dribbler to the catcher. And Jan Goves and Smiley ran into each other. And they weren't going to get him out anyway at first. But it was like, remember when John Main had his no-hitter? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was a little dribbler. It was the same way. And it was by the pitcher, too, I think. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Horrible. <clears throat> well, the Mets have had two since then, so you know, well, that's why that. I took. But, a, that's why I took their entire franchise existence until last year to actually get a no hitter. Besides the Johan Santana one, which we all know is kind of controversial. Hey, hey, hey! I was at the Johan one. No, that's awesome. You got to see it. Yeah, oh, very stressful. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it has to be. Well, it's funny because I know Snug's a big fan of my father. My father said after the first inning of that game, he said, "I think he's throwing a no hitter tonight." And usually, my dad jokes around with that, but he that night. <laughs> Oh, I guess it, it can't be. Uh, it can't be any different than his take of uh, Tim Thomas is a better goalie than Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> well, uh, like I say, and we'll get to the Boston Bruins because it's so funny. I asked my father about it today, and he said he is not even the slightest bit panicked about them. So, uh, wow. my my dad's a very calm. He's very calm. He's a very calm person when it comes to if his teams are in trouble. He's he doesn't sweat it. Snuck says your dad speaks the truth, and Kenny yeah. al- Kenny also says a little dribblers always wreck no hitters. Yes, they do. That's a fact. They really do, and it sucks, honestly. But let's get into the basketball. Uh, we'll start with the local big ser- big game tonight, game three. I think the winner of this game tonight is actually going to win the series, in my opinion. Uh, not like what the beef said the other day to Arrow and I on the phone when he said game one, if you if 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 you lose game one in the NHL, you're not winning the series. It's over. I, okay. I that's I mean the Rangers lost game one to the Penguins and the Hurricanes last year and won both those series. So, yeah. You know. And then the Rangers won game one against Tampa last year and then they <laughs> lost that series. So that you know, just saying. But big games at the garden. We know the garden's gonna be nuts tonight. The garden's gonna be nuts tomorrow with the Rangers, nuts at one o'clock Sunday with the Knicks, and then nuts. Monday with the Rangers again. Speedy, what are you expecting out of the Knicks tonight? Because honestly, we saw what happened last game. I didn't expect them to win game two. I'm sure you didn't either. That would have been gravy at the point of, wow, you won one game on the road, but you win both of them. I didn't see that happening because Josh Hart didn't look right. He didn't look healthy. They didn't look like themselves. They they looked like a team that was trying to jack up threes and basically saying, okay, you know, we took one on the road. We're good. But did you feel that same mentality from that team in game two? Because Brunson wasn't hitting his shots either and stuff. Yeah, and Brunson also getting into foul trouble. Mitchell Robinson getting into foul trouble really just changed that whole game. And it also felt like the Knicks were never adjusting to those three-pointers. They were biting on way too many double teams inside if Mitchell was driving to the hoop or Garland. Was and it wasn't even Mitchell. I was going to say Garland. That was Garland's game. And Garland, and once they switched off of it, even Garland, when Mitchell was sitting on the bench in the second quarter, was hitting threes, and they were having other guys drive up the ball. But the Knicks were always falling for that, and that cannot happen. And the other thing, too, is just the battle of the wings, because the Cavs' wings were really bad in game number one, besides Mitchell. And 
they were great in game number two. And the Knicks wing were really good in game number one. Outside of Quigley, he still had his shooting issues, and Barris didn't get going in the second half. But I'm he, so done with Archie. Yeah, I'm but done, the, I'm done with him. But Barrett defensively, I thought, played well in that game. Trade now, him for a superstar. And then, Josh, trade him. and then Josh Hart was tremendous in that game one, but all those wings really fell off badly in game number two, and the Cavs wings were playing great. So which tail are you going to get with that? The Knicks rebounding has actually been better than I would have expected because of the Cavs' size, but... Still, it wasn't enough to be able to not get those second second chance points. And the Knicks tried to play the th- uh, three-point game with the Cavs, and it was just very hard for them to do. So they just need a little bit of a mixture. But definitely the wing battle, I think, so far has defined this series. If one team is on with the wings and the other team's been off both games, and that's been the difference. I think what needs to happen is this, and I saw it at the end of the game in the fourth quarter last time, and I've been banging on the table for this for a while, I think Miles McBride needs to be added to the rotation mm-hmm. in the sense of he could get when he gets hot and hits a few shots, he could get really hot. His defensive prowess on the uh, you know on the perimeter is fantastic. He actually, even though the team was down by twenty something points, he was still defending Garland top notch, and Garland wasn't able to hit any of his shots against McBride. So I think that that's something that. Uh, Tibbs needs to really think about is extending his rotation. I'm tired of RJ Barrett at this point. I'm ready to trade him for a superstar. I don't want to hear how he's 23. He's still young. Blah, 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 blah. This is his fourth year in the league. And I've seen no progression. I've actually seen regression this year from him from last year. And to me, his contract is tradable. You could get a superstar for him in a trade. I really believe that. Uh, I think it also depends on Josh Hart. Is Josh Hart healthy? If Josh Hart is not healthy, they're not, seriously, they're not winning this series. Because of his intensity, he's one of the best perimeter rebounders in the game, uh-huh. considering as a he, – he's, you know, you, you got to remember, he plays the forward position and the guard position. He does – he could do both. Uh, to me, I think that's the massive thing for the Knicks right now is – and they have to defend – I got to see Emmanuel quickly be Emmanuel quickly. He has not been that way in game in the two games so far. I feel like the game has been too fast for him. And he's just made some careless mistakes, throwing the ball away, not on the same page with guys. Uh, so that's the, that, that, that's where the Knicks need to figure this out. How do I, how do we listen? If Mitchell's going to get his points, fine. That happened in game one. But if there's not a second score for Cleveland, because the Knicks have more depth than the Cavs do, they do, uh-huh. then you need to figure out, okay, let Mitchell go off. But if Garland goes off, then they're in trouble. If Garland struggles like game one, where he's timid to shoot the ball, and then when he does shoot it, he doesn't even come close, but just jacking up bricks, the Knicks are in good shape. I think the winner of the game tonight is winning the series. So I think if the Cavs win tonight, they're winning the series. If the Knicks win tonight, I still say the Knicks could win this in six games and everything like that. I know Stuggs asking what my dad thought. My dad says it's going to be a he. My dad's not sure about how the game's going to go tonight. It depends on how the you know. It depends on how some certain players play. He you know, obviously Brunson has to shoot better. We know that Hardenstein was fantastic in Game One. He was okay. He was not great in Game Two. And again, the Knicks have the much deeper rotation than the Cavs do. And that's why I think adding a Miles McBride would be helpful to the rotation. But we'll see what happens. You know the Garden's going to be nuts. They're going to be electric. It's a Friday night. 
It's 8, 8 p.m. start time. They're hyped. They're feeling it. They're feeling good after winning game one. So we'll see what happens there. Boston, Atlanta, we know where that series is going. That series is going to be a kaputz. Uh, oh, all right. So now my dad said it. My dad said the Knicks are going to win by 10. Ooh. Right. He said the Knicks will win by 10. There you go. Uh, Celtics, we know they're going to sweep Atlanta. That series got nothing. Yeah. Uh, I thought yesterday was the time for Brooklyn to win a game. I mean, they were given every opportunity to win a game. I don't know how Embiid didn't get tossed, but Harden did. I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, that was confusing to me in every sort of way. Uh, so tomorrow the season's going to end for Brooklyn. Barclays Center will be quiet. And, you know. Maybe James Harden will sell playoff tickets again. <clears throat> I mean, I just – you saw the play, Speedy. Did how did Harden, how did Harden get tossed for what he did, but and be not for kicking Claxton? Yeah, that doesn't well, make, it any didn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, Embiid, uh, Embiid has had has a reputation, not not a big one, but like a small one in the past too, with the with the Celtics series a couple of years ago. And even against Toronto, too, he was kind of fired up at certain players and shoving them. I think he got a technical foul in one of those big games. And, yeah, it's weird. Harden, it doesn't seem like he has that kind of reputation. So, yeah, no, it was surprising. I, mean, I think Harden was just trying to extend his arm. I don't think he was mean to hit him in the balls. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that was the intention. Because that's been Harden's move forever mm-hmm. is the, the extension of the arm to get open. At the perimeter, that's what he does. In addition to and, getting away with an average of five travels a game. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. We know that for a fact. But we know Brooklyn season's going to end. And then you got Milwaukee and Miami. Milwaukee with a very big winning game too. I'm not even concerned about Milwaukee. I'm really not. It, to me, they're I, – I understand. I, I, I understand you losing Giannis was a big one. But here's the thing. Miami lost Tyler Hero. Right. And that's the problem. Miami doesn't have any depth on their team. Yeah. None. And they kind of have to rely on it because they don't really have the feature score on a consistent basis. Butler has been that in certain playoff games. I'll give him credit on that. But the team offense really collectively has not been that. It, where is your second, like, 20-point score is going to be hard. Like, the Heat had a bunch of good, like, double-digit scores. I think they had seven of them in game two. But, again, that kind of thing is not sustainable against a Milwaukee team that's still very good defensively. Now, Miami's good defensively, too. But, again, it's very tough to win that way in today's NBA. It's not like the NBA of the early 2000s and the late 90s where you can win with a defensive team that doesn't play with a lot of pace. And Miami does not play with a lot of pace. No, they don't. And that's the issue with them is the fact that you still have Chris Middleton – uh, what's the, I think it's one one now. Yeah, because Miami won Game One because yeah, they they were dominating even before Giannis got hurt. But yeah, I think... so we'll see how Game Two goes. I mean, I'm 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 kind of curious. Um, you know, because you're you're expecting Jimmy Butler to be the Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. That's Miami is not going to trade players. We've heard Pat Riley already said they're going to try to get another superstar next year, which. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would love for the Knicks to trade for like a Bam Adebayo, but I don't. Oh, if, yeah, if, they're, nice. if they're if they're not going to trade players, then there's no point. So I think the East, other than the Cleveland Knicks series, I think every series is pretty much almost right. As yeah. you know, Boston's going to win, Philly's going to win. 
I still expect Milwaukee to win. I think Miami will get a game at home, but yeah, I think Milwaukee will win in six. Yeah, I think Milwaukee will win in six. That's what I have it at. Milwaukee in six, they'll win in Miami. It's the Knicks-Cavs one that's going to be interesting. And I said tonight's game, I think, is going to be do or die for whichever team. Whoever wins the game tonight, I said it, is going to win the series. Eve, this this is an actual percentage. Teams that actually win game three win the series about two-thirds of the time. Now you can use that for leverage, not just game one where it still is a crapshoot. Well, no, because that's the thing. Even if the Knicks were to lose game, if the Knicks went tonight and lost game four, okay, then you feel like game five, they've already won in Cleveland, so it's a toss-up. Yeah, I don't think there's any and then, obvious and then you go back to the garden, field then, advantage. Yeah, so it's... The Western Conference is the more interesting one. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, and my, my father did wanted to say this. Oh. I do give him credit for this. Snug's going to love this. Snug loves it when my dad talks. He says the Knicks, because uh, this was a guy, I believe, he averaged 24.5 points a game this year. A guy that the Knicks should try to get for next season is Porzingis. Mm, I don't know if that would ever happen. But... No, I don't think it will happen anymore either. But now, listen, he got rid of his brother. And Porzingis has gone on record as to saying he made a mistake by handling with the Knicks the way he did. Uh-huh. He, reg- he even, Remember, I think he did an interview recently where he said he regrets it. He regrets everything he did. <laughs> And he got Based on what happened brother. the rest of the time, yeah, I would imagine so. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the thing. He had a very good season still with Washington. He had a very good year with them. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I don't think they're going to do that. I, I could definitely see trying to get Doncic. Um, that's, the, I think, going to be a target for them. Yeah, which now, again, will you're, shy you're away have, from Porzingis then. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to give up Barrett. You'll give Definitely. up quickly. You're going to have to give up all the draft picks. You're probably going to have to give up Toppin. Like, you're going to have to give up all the guys. And I t- that's the thing. And and that's why I wouldn't mind taking a chance on a Porzingis because I feel like – so he was averaging 23.5 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, and shot 50% from the field this year. It's very good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. It's better than Randall. Yeah. By the way, yeah. I'd rather almost have Porzingis and Randall. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. Because yeah. he adds the size, too. And the thing of it is, is that Porzingis clearly has grown up. He's grown up because he saw the grass wasn't always greener on the other side when he got traded to Dallas, and they were nothing <laughs> when he was there. That was the thing. Yep. He's starting to see, because they asked him about the Knicks. He said, yeah, I'm seeing what they're building. It sucks. I'm not a part of it. And he said it. he regrets it. He made mistakes. He got rid of his brother from his as his agent. Maybe he's grown up. So we'll see. I have a problem with somebody. I have a massive problem with somebody. That person is Kawhi Leonard. Uh-huh. Kawhi Leonard, to me, has a what do you have? A sore knee? Not sure. He, he it was injured, a sore, that's why he sat he injured, out. Last he injured game. it in warm-ups. I didn't hear about like at the uh, time. Jeff Jeff was on on yesterday on our show, and he said that Kawhi didn't play. We didn't yeah, know he didn't why play because he had like soreness in his knee or something like that. And to me, I thought that was embarrassing. How do you sit out a playoff game because of soreness in your knee? This isn't a regular season game in January. I, to, to me, I find Kawhi to be one of the softest players in the NBA. And this is a guy that's won two championships with two different organizations. I used to love Kawhi. That dude complains about everything. 
You know what I'm saying, Speedy? That yeah, guy. Yeah. How do you sit out a game? Josh Hart sprained his ankle. He's playing the next day. Kawhi Leonard has a sprain. The series is 1-1, and you're the home team. Mm-hmm. And you're going to sit out? It's Yeah, it's also the mysteriousness of all these injuries, too. Like, you went at the end of his tenure with the Spurs, too. That's what it was. Like, they had these the unknown injuries. But the thing is, will let him do what he wants. Ballmer will let him do what he wants. Sure, because they need that kind of... They they need that kind of star to counter with the Lakers in that well, town. Yeah, they don't as have it Paul is. George anymore. They don't have Paul, Paul George. George who, Paul George had the unfortunate injury at the end of the season, and and he had to miss the rest of the regular season. Still hasn't come back yet. And the and Clip- Russ was just starting to look like Russ again. And the Clippers, you know? I think, still did well in terms of building up keep and keeping a lot of the depth that they had, and also I think did well at the trade deadline where. If they could had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George together, could supplement that depth well. Would they have beaten the Suns? I don't know, but they almost won that game the other day, though. Yeah, Speedy. and the way the Suns played in Game One was definitely concerning. Where the Clippers looked like they were dominating defensively and just taking smarter shots. So if you had somebody like a Paul George or a Kawhi Leonard, or Kawhi Leonard played in that game, but Paul George, if they had somebody like that in that game, could have won by even more, and it definitely would win Game Three because the Suns were finding every way to choke that game away yesterday. So and honestly, Snug is one hundred percent correct. Kawhi knows they're not winning a championship. He knows that, so he's going to go about the business of Kawhi's going to do what he wants. This is just the fact. Truth of the matter is, if say Kawhi was on the Knicks, eh, this 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 wouldn't fly. The media would would harp all over him about it. Mm-hmm. This would not fly. The Clippers are the little brothers in L.A. But Kawhi chose the Clippers because he wanted to rejuvenate that organization. He wants to create his own path. He didn't want to. Do and it with that's LeBron. exactly what it is. He didn't want a team with LeBron with the Lakers. That the LeBron tried to get him with the Lakers. He said, "No, I'm going to the Clippers." But the thing of it is, is that Kawhi has done nothing with the Clippers. Nothing. They haven't done anything. He. One would say Antonio should have won two championships, if not for a lucky Ray Allen shot um, with the Spurs. And one in his only year in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So to me, when I look at what Kawhi is, was, was coming off of, I said, boy, the Clippers are going to be dangerous. Now you got Paul George. That's, that's the same. That's the issue is that nobody's also pressuring the Clippers in the media to say, like if you're Ty, well, I don't know if Tyron Lue would have the balls to do this. I don't think he would. But like if you're Steve Ballmer, like it's your product. Don't you want to? I mean, they're about they're about to get a brand new stadium, I believe. What next year? I think it's going to be done next year. Their new stadium. They're trying to build their own path, as you said, their own legacy. Trying to get out of the Lakers' shadow. Wouldn't you want to, if you're Steve Ballmer, tell Kawhi, listen? I'm still paying you all this money. You got to play. You got to play, dude. You have to. And the fact that nobody's even giving a damn about it is crazy. If he plays Wednesday night, if he plays in that game, I bet you the Clippers win that game. They only lost by, I think, seven. With no Kawhi and no George. That's a, it, It's really just a fascinating thing, but... You know, the Suns continue. Suns have not looked great, by the way. No, they haven't. Uh, They're they, finding every way to blow blow the game. They really are, and I don't understand it. With, with Paul and Durant and 
Booker and Aiden, it doesn't make any sense. They got to fix their fourth quarter, sense. so they've looked awful in uh, two out of the three fourth quarters. So it doesn't make any sense why they look so bad. As far as the other series go, the Nuggets are going to end the Timberwolves season. We know that. Um, Rudy Gobert can now train for his boxing. <laughs> after what he did with his with it, well, let me tell you something. Carl Anthony Towns is going to be an interesting name in trade talks, and I bet you the yep. Knicks would be interested in As him. As they should be. That's a fact. Uh, you know, it's a matter of can he stay healthy. Correct. You know, it's it's funny. People will say, well, Towns can't stay healthy. And I'm like, well, neither can Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> yeah. what, what does it matter? Right. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. But, I mean, if, if if I had to pick Towns or Robinson, I'm taking – You're taking Towns in heartbeats. I'm taking Towns. Of course, yeah. I'm, taking, I'm taking Cat. That's the facts. Uh, the other series that are going on out west, the Lakers and the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks just doesn't shut up at all. He's slowly turning into Draymond Green. A player that I always liked at Oregon, especially the, the, when, that 2017 team that went to the Final He's Four. He's doing what Lance Stevenson did in Indiana, and it's not going to work out well for him if he doesn't shut up. That's the facts. Yeah. If he doesn't stop talking, it's a Lance Stevenson situation. The other thing he's missing is blowing in LeBron's ear. <laughs> it's always missing. I mean, Speedy, you have to agree with he'll that. F- he'll he'll find a way. To, he'll find a way to create his own meme. <laughs> I just don't understand. He's a really good player too. I go, why are you? He's a good player. He's an important you, player. I know he's a very good player. Why are you poking the bear? Yeah. Why? Yeah, again, he's a essential three and D guy on that team. Good shooter, gives good minutes. Has been pretty consistent throughout his NBA career. All of a sudden this year, just got getting the reputation of that uh, that bad boy, and uh, it, I don't know how much it's going to bode well for him in terms of getting a contract because he's going to. Oh, be, the Grizzlies will keep him. They they again they love they, him. they they have a lot of depth though as it is. They have a guy in Desmond Bain who's a better offensive version of what Brooks is, but Brooks is a good defensive guy. So do they keep that kind of system going? They have a lot of depth. Some of it's hurt this series. I think it's been reason they lost in game one, but Well that and also Hachimura and Reeves were just out of their Right. Minds. But I, I also Crazy think good. if Brandon Clark plays in game one, Hachimura who who teammates with him at, at, at Gonzaga knows him a little better. I don't know if he plays that way either though. So I mean, that was the best I saw Hachibara play in the NBA. I mean, he was drafted by Washington, did yep. nothing there, mm-hmm. goes to the Lakers, and he's wonderful. Reeves, the same thing. So we'll see where that series goes. I'm I, I'm, I'm, curious where that ends up. I, I think it's going to go seven. Um, I think I picked the Lakers. You had the Lakers. I, yeah, you did. Yeah, and you had Memphis. I had Memphis I in six, yeah. Yeah, I had the Lakers in seven, so we'll see what happens. As far as the best series that's probably out west, it's, it's probably – the Sacramento Golden State series because you know Draymond gets suspended. Well, just grabbed his ankle. He's no saint as well, and I hate Draymond Green. I can't stand him. But let's call it, let's call a spade a spade here. Sabonis grabbed his ankle. What is Green supposed to do? And then Green stepped on him. Shouldn't have done that. Both are in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sabonis gets away with it. And the only thing this did was the late the the, the Warriors absolutely slaughtered the Kings in Game Three. They're back in the series. I think it's going to be Ty going back to Sacramento. And then all bets are off. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, again, it's the first to win a road game, essentially, for the series, with the way it's going, because the Warriors are so good at home, but they're so bad on the road, and they showed how good they are at home defensively, much, playing much better, especially in that second half, even without Draymond. <laughs> and it shows that, just that, that they don't have to rely on him as much as their other championship teams in the past. They have a lot of these other younger wings that have played well defensively, especially getting Wiggins back, too. So, uh, uh, Of course, and that's the thing. They, have, they now have the depth but Jordan Poole and all these guys on their team that they can able to, you still have Curry, you still have Thompson, you still have Wiggins, you still have Draymond, you have the championship caliber team. And that's why I said this is a very tough draw. I picked Golden State to win the series because this I is I had a Warriors very, in seven, yeah. Yep, and I had the Warriors. I, I believe I had the Warriors in six, I want to say. Yeah, I think I so, yeah. Yeah. That sounds familiar. This is, a very, this is a very tough draw that the Kings got where they're the ones that got screwed <laughs> to play the Warriors, being the higher seed that they are. But look, they won both games at home. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, the, of course, all eyes are going to be on the Knicks-Cavs tonight. Uh, we know that. As far as the NHL goes, there's a lot to digest here, Speedy. Now listen, you and I are both Ranger fans. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack from this, probably from Snug, if Jeff is still on the stream. I don't think Jeff's there. Okay. The Islanders. <laughs> I'm going to regret saying this because I'm going to get so much crap for this. Have gotten hosed in this series. Beyond hosed at this point. It's sad. You know? It's beyond sad that two referees are standing right in front of the Scott Mayfield play at the end of the game, and they don't call it. Now, look, the high sticks on the Islanders were legit high sticks, okay? Those warranted four-minute penalties. But the Islanders also had four-minute penalties that they didn't get either. And I think the NHL needs to have an explanation, you know, the honors, either they dwell on this and let it affect us, or B, we're just going to come back in the series, bring him back to Carolina. Now, I think Carolina is going to win one of these two games at UBS. I don't think it's going to be tonight. I think it will be Sunday. Um, and then it's going to be tough at that point. And I picked the honors to win the series, too. Yeah, you did. Um, I screwed up a lot uh, this past week. NHL playoffs um, are tough to predict. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, geez. You know what I'm saying? Um but the honors were up in this game 3-2. Remember that. They were winning 3-2, and Sorokin allowed an unbelievably horrible goal on the second goal. I don't care that Aho on the honors deflected it. What it showed me was anytime a puck is being skated into the, into the defensive zone, the goalie needs to be self-aware of what is happening. Sorokin was not self-aware of what was happening, by the way. He wasn't ready. And that's why the puck went in. You can't let something like that happen, ever. I don't care how it was. Speedy, you know this. Goalies, when it goes into the defensive zone, your eyes need to be on the play. His eyes were not on the play. That's a fact. Go look. Go look at how late. Sorokin reacted to the goal. And then the third goal, off his helmet and goes in. You can't let that happen. But then even 
Like Sorokin has allowed some pretty bad goals this series. Most of his have been soft, even throughout. Yeah, the season, like game so. one, the one that was on the, at the right circle. Like that, it, uh, who it, scored it? it um, Slavin. It reminds me a lot of what Carey Price <clears throat> went through in the beginning of his career too. Like he was a great statistical goalie, but the goals he allowed in the playoffs were very soft. One that Slavin got in game one, the first goal from the right circle, it squeaked under Sorokin's under his arm. You can't let that happen. And everything like that. So to me, I don't think the series is over. I think the honors will win tonight. I had the honors winning the series. They easily could have won the first two games, but they got hosed in overtime. But they did have a three-two lead with seven minutes to go in the third period. They did. Uh, but now Carolina's lost Teravine into a broken hand. So that's a big problem because they have a lot of injuries down Carolina. Yeah, uh, can't relying on referees and fluke goals. We'll see if the referees call the same penalties tonight against the Islanders. We'll stay local. The Rangers sheer dominance. What did I? I had the Rangers winning in in this six, Speedy, in this one. Mm-hmm. So I got that right so far. I had the Rangers winning this series in six. So. Sheer dominance. Right. I. That's what I. I predicted that. I said Rangers in six last week. Isn't that what I said? Mm, I believe so. Are you, why are you smiling as I say that? So I, I had the Rangers winning the series in six games. All right. Yeah, They're going to win in five, but okay. Uh, <clears throat> They'll win so in Speedy, five. First of all, Speedy knows I'm BSing around. <laughs> yes. You know, because <laughs> I had the Devils in seven. It's interesting. I look back at this. I was actually talking to Errol about this today on the phone. I said, Speedy, you could attest to this. This reminds you of the 2020 season. The Rangers were hot, young, flying into the bubble. And the Hurricanes had just come off losing in the playoffs year before, I believe, in the conference finals. Or the yes. semis. No, conference finals. Yeah, it was in the conference finals. And the Rangers were this young team. First playoff experience. We're feeling good. We're great. And Carolina whooped their tail in three games. Just absolutely obliterated them. This is what this reminds you of with this series so far. Is the Rangers are playing the role of the Hurricanes, and the Devils are playing the role of that young Rangers team that's inexperienced, trying to figure it out. Here's the issue, though. With the Devils, and they, they're not playing their game. They're all about going north to south, fast pace. We're going to beat you. We're going to do our man rushes up the ice. We're going to pinch in on defense, and we're going to get the play started. And said it that way. The Rangers have closed off every lane possible in this series. That's one. Two, Dallas aren't scoring. They've they haven't scored a single goal on five on five. They did their. They went zero for four in game one in the power play with zero shots. I mean that's just beyond inexcusable. And then it was interesting. I I found this story to be peculiar. Here's the thing. So after the game one victory, the Rangers had an optional skate the next day. Every single player showed up except for Zabatajad, who had his birthday the night before, so they probably gave him the off right. in the morning, mm-hmm. and Tyler Mott because he blocked a shot with his hand. Every player on the Rangers showed up to that optional skate. The Devils had the optional skate the next day. Not a single player in the starting lineup showed up. And I know every, and I know people are going to say, well, maybe Lindy Ruff gave him the day. I don't care if he gave you the day. You just got your ass whooped by, at home by your rival in game one. 
Like, I'd want to show up to practice and motivate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'd want. The Devils, to me, and then game two, they score the first goal on the power play, and Eric Halla is celebrating like he just won game seven of the Stanley Cup. And I'm just sitting there going, guy, it's the first period. And the Rangers still outplayed them in the first period. Yes, they did. That's the amazing thing. It's funny. They kicked their ass in game one. They did even better in game two. The Devils had about an eight-minute stretch in the second period. And then Patrick Kane just did his showtime stuff and pickpocketed Jesper Bratt. Kane essentially by himself pickpocketed him. Went up the ice, created an on man rush, and scored a goal on his backhand. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to the, myself, that was one of the assist most. assist on uh, Kreider's goal, too. I mean, that was literally, that was one of the most ridiculous hockey plays I ever saw go north to south by a player. I never saw a player just pickpocket somebody, go up the ice on a two on one on man rush, create yourself, and score a goal. And not even pass the puck to the guy. I never it's, saw that. It's video game esque. I mean, that was literally. It's almost like so. You look at their power play, right? It's you got Fox at the point. Um, you have Mika. Uh, on at the on the you have Crowder in front. You have Fox at the point. You got Kane. No, you got. I'm sorry. You got Fox at the top. Crowder in front of the net, and then you got Mika Kane and uh, Panarin on the points. Right. How are you? Like, who do you go to? Like I said, because Fox controls the game at, at, at the top. Kreider's going to screen the goalie every time. That's how he gets all his goals. And then you got Panarin, Zibanejad, and Kane, who are very – who are Zibanejad always point, goes to the left point every single time, waits for that one-timer. That's his – he goes down to a knee. That's his shot. And then you have Kane and Panarin, who are just as precise a passers as possible as anybody in the league. So I don't, and that's not, and that's not even with Tarasenko on the power play. And he spaces really well too. And that's the crazy thing. I think Tarasenko out of all of them, I think is the best shooter of all of them. And he's done a great job with spacing too. Something yeah. that uh, obviously he's fast, but again, something you wouldn't expect out of the older players in comparison to some of the younger players. It's the craziest thing when you see that and you say to yourself, "Well, if you're the Devils, what are you supposed to do? Like, how do I even defend this?" And then you have Timo Meyer who, by the way, is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. If the Devils don't resign him, this is going to hurt them a lot. Oh, yeah. In their building. You saw, so far, Hughes in this series, he has a goal. He got it on a penalty shot. But Sturkin has not been twice on breakaways. Uh, he sure has been a non-factor. Rod has been awful. Dougie Hamilton, the only thing he's done that's been uprising in this series was stick his hand in Kako's visor yesterday. Which, by the way, how about Kako Kako having some balls, all right, and trying to fight Dougie Hamilton? Where did that come from? Don't mess with the physicality of the kid let line. Me, let me tell you, man, that came out of left field when I saw that. And then, last year, the, the toughness <clears throat> of the kid line, uh, the devil did not want to mess with that. No, and then, and then you look at the end of the game where Wes McCall is just throwing everybody out. <laughs> Because it's 5-1 with two minutes to go in this game. You're all acting like idiots. Get the hell out of here because somebody's going to get seriously hurt. I think the Rangers had like eight guys left on the bench. The Devils had seven or something like that. I thought Yaroslav Halak was going to be centered for a second. Oh, that would have been great. You know, to me, it was a matter of, look. And then I understood what 
uh, Mike McLeod was trying to do. But the thing is, Braden Schneider is one of the toughest dudes on that team. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they, it was an even fight between the two. Schneider got some shots in on that guy, man. And Braden Schneider was one of the leaders in fights down in the minors. We'll see where it goes. Game three tomorrow for the Rangers. Um, I don't want to touch the money. Nothing is over till it, you get the series done, but it's feeling like it's over, Speedy. It is feeling like the run is done for the Devils. Rangers and six, just like you said last week. I know. Yeah. Well, that was being. That might even still be generous the way the Devils are freaking played. I'm looking at them looking like Rangers and five right now. Five. They win tomorrow, Speedy. It could be in four and done. Yep. Vanacek has looked awful this series. Maybe Halak. Maybe Halak will have to play emergency goalie for the Devils. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. It's just you know, it's a matter of. <clears throat> And then tonight you got Boston. This Swayman tonight. Very interesting. All right. Well, listen. You know what? Honestly, I understand it. I get it. Boston will be fine. I'm not concerned about them. They'll win the series against Florida. Now, if Florida wins tonight, then crap hits the fan then. Now you got to panic if you're Boston. Then the President Schulte curse is really real then. Yeah, the last one. Because this is the greatest regular season of any team's ever had, and they're going to lose in the first round. The the last one in a full season was Detroit, and the last one before that was the Chicago in the shortened season. So, well, Bergeron's out tonight. Yeah, he says it looks like Game Five. He's out Sunday, so he's going to be back for Game Five, and that's their captain. Let's go here. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to get moving. And then you have the other series, uh, Tampa, Toronto. I think I said we both said Tampa in seven. Yes. Um, you had you had him losing at a blowout. I had him losing at a shutout. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, 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 no, I had to losing in overtime. Oh, overtime. That's what it was. You're right. Yeah, yeah I had to right. losing in overtime. I have Toronto losing the worst way possible. <laughs> Listen, we expected this to happen. No Headman, no Chernak. We so as far as the Western Conference goes, uh, Colorado ties it with Seattle. That's been a way better series than we expected. Vegas ties it with Winnipeg. They go back to Winnipeg now, which I think Winnipeg has Vegas right where they want them. You uh, then have Minnesota tied 1-1. Dallas, thank you. Uh, why was Flurry playing is another question. Yep. <laughs> and then you have Edmonton and, and the Kings tied 1-1 as well. So the Western Conference seems to be a little better. As even right as it now. gets right now. But you know, I don't know why so Gustafson wasn't even playing in Game 2 for Minnesota. That was uh, I mean, very that's, I polarizing I, I decision. Didn't, I didn't understand why Flurry played either. It made no sense because Gustafson has been fantastic for yeah. down the stretch. I think that's a little overcoaching yeah. and trying to do it. Especially after he won Game 1 on the road for you. I didn't know. Right. It's not like they won 6-5 was... to five and he struggled or something. No. Like that. it was. I, I, that made no sense to me why they did that or what was the point of it. But it is what it is. But, I guess they're I mean, going to claim it as overtime conditioning, but uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my finishing uh, my finishing move. Oh, my God. My buzzer beater. Speedy. I haven't said finishing move. There it is. My God, I said finishing move. I can't believe that. <laughs> um, and a throwback to nine months ago a, off the mat. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, my finishing move tonight. I did it again. I actually did it again. <laughs> Welcome to this I broadcast of Off the Mat, Oh, everybody. man. I should just sign off now. This is brutal. <laughs> Don't worry. If, no. Lyle, if Lyle tries to intrude the feed, I won't let him. <laughs> Lyle's at the honor game right now. Oh, of course he is. He's not here. No. My, my, my buzzer beater tonight is MLB needs to figure out this sticky stuff. What is legal? What is not? You can't just go by, oh, I feel something. They're out of the game. You need to have 
proper analysis of what it is that that pitcher had on their hand to diagnose if it's worth an ejection or not. If it's rosin and sweat, it's not worth an ejection. Don't forget to check out my show. And, of course, you can check out Sports Loudmouths, Wake and Bake. Wise guys. I'm losing myself, man. I got to sign off. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Don't worry. Um, don't worry. Off the mat is not on. So you don't have to worry the about Off the mat is not on. <laughs> off the mat. Thank God you stopped me. Thank Before you say me. that again. The Herd. You can check out all these great shows right here on WarmySportsRadio.com. And, of course, our free app, the WWSRN app, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. Also, it is my birthday on Monday. I will be 32. So looking forward to that. Nothing crazy this weekend. Just low-key going to watch Knicks and Rangers. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. And everything like that. And so I don't know why my my mom just texted me. Happy birthday, Josh. So there you go. See, and I thought I was out of it. But no, 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 no. It's not. It is not. My God, what is the name of what? What was the name of the, uh, the off the mat? <laughs> oh my God! So you, you tried hard to not to remember it. Now you tr- tried. Or you tried hard not to forget it. Then you tried hard not to remember it, and you forgot it. it. it it's literally. Ah oh man, I'm out of it, dude. Oh my God. Well, that's. It. I'm ending it. We'll see how the Knicks do tonight. Go Knicks, Speedy, for sure. We'll see oh, how yeah. the Islanders do tonight. How the Rangers do. How the Bruins do. All the teams, everything like that. Good luck to all the fans that are still watching their teams and rooting for them. This weekend, don't forget to check us out on the weekend crunch on 1039 tomorrow at uh, 7 o'clock because mm-hmm. there is no Islander game. So that will be tomorrow. I will be joining the guys for that. That should be a lot of fun if I'm if I'm coherent enough to do it. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm scared stiffless right now. We're trying to figure out what show I'm on. So everything like that. It's Steve, clearly, it's, so it's, it's clearly off, off the crunch game. Clearly, <laughs> it's definitely offline. That's how this little segment should be going right now. Thank you so much, Speedy, for joining us. Thank you to the fans for listening and watching. I appreciate everything from you all as well. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the games. We're going to preview the NFL draft next weekend as next week as well. See, I said next weekend. My show's on Friday. I got to go. All right. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Game On right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.